on Rock 106.9. We are starting a little later than usual this morning, and that is totally my fault. I apologize for it. Cell phone died overnight, and I must have slept through my alarm, my, my actual alarm clock. This is rare for me. I don't normally do that. Normally, I'm early. But uh, I, I'm all discombobulated. I grabbed the wrong notebook running out the door this morning. But I can tell you that New Tour Tuesday happens at 9 o'clock. That brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. You're getting new Calvin Harris, new Judah and the Lion, and new Aaron Lewis. All part of that this morning. Also, we'll be sure to get you hooked up with a pair of a Perfect Circle tickets as we have those to give away. That's the concert announcement I was not allowed to tell you yesterday before 10 a.m. We do have tickets for that. We also have tickets for the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby. That's this Saturday at the Stark County Fairgrounds. We'll get you hooked up with those as well. Joined every morning, as I always am, by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I just hope to be a calming presence for you today. Everything's going to be fine, bro. We're going to be, be to, we're gonna be. To- I'm, I'm already okay. Okay. I just, I don't have headphones on right now. <laughs> I don't know where the notebook I wrote the plan for the show is. <laughs> I don't know where any of that stuff is. I- Haven't eaten. I mean, it was literally like price six oh six when you came through the door. It was, Def Leppard was star- had started by the time when, when I was coming through the door. I already had best of lined up, and usually, you know, I mean, if there's ever a time, usually like five thirty is like the look around for the like, other. Where guy. Where the hell is the All other right, dude? Where's the other person? Right. I don't know what I was doing, but I was not paying attention to oh, the good. time. Well, good. and I mean, it just be all of a sudden. Well, I mean, let's say all of a sudden it was five fifty five, and I tried to call you, and I'm like, dude, where are you? Yeah. And then your phone just it automatically went to voicemail. And to make it worse, couldn't even leave a voicemail because you don't have your voicemail. No, I don't have my voicemail set up because voicemail is useless. I can I uh, I can see I have caller ID. You know what I mean? Like I, the worst thing about voicemail is, yo, it's me. Call me. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. I want to choke people who do that or people who text K like ugh, worst. So, uh, but yeah, my phone it it's like on its last leg. Like I need a new cell phone, but okay. I'm up for my upgrade in September. So I really don't want to pull like an eight hundred dollar purchase out of like convenience. No, 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 no. don't. You know do what that. I mean? So I'm waiting for September until I'm available for the upgrade, and then I'm going to switch. So it's a, I have to charge that phone like six times a day. I got up when my alarm went off. I remember shutting it. I remember looking at the clock, shutting it off. I don't know what happened after that. My guess is I was like Rock one hundred six nine. Nope, nope, not going. <laughs> and I went right back to sleep. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. But right. uh, no, we'll we will we will be fun. okay. We will get this thing navigated and turned around. We. Do have Cavaliers news. I'm sorry, Cavs fans. I think that this is the first stroke of get ready for it to be bad and for it to be bad for a long time. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you never have to miss a moment of the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 ever again. Download our free iHeart. 6.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. 8.30s when we'll pass out those are perfect circle tickets. I believe that shows at the Wolstein Center. And not for a while yet. I don't have my email. It's all right. We got tickets. They could be yours. Yeah. We'll pass them in the future. Sorry, I'm uh, showing up to work a little bit later than I'm, I'm, I'm normal, than I'm used to, I should say. I probably shouldn't multitask right now. No, no. <laughs> probably shouldn't Focus do. Focus in on this thing, dude. <laughs> probably, probably. We've already had some problems getting it up off the ground this morning. <laughs> Pay attention to what you're doing. So that's what I'm going to do. And uh, we heard from waitingfornextyear.com is where I heard this first, but the information is available for you now at wruk.com. Brian Winhorst apparently was the first to report that the Cavs and general manager David Griffin 
are going to part ways, according to uh, his sources. That will happen when the contract runs out on June the 30th. We have 10 more days of David Griffin. The Cavaliers and David Griffin unable to come together on the future. The rumor is Chauncey Billups will be in in, in September, I, I, I'm hearing, to interview for said job. Now, it was last week on the program where Matthew Fantone, Cavs uh, fanatic, said that you feel as if signing David Griffin is as important maybe as signing any other player to come in to help us with the Warriors problem. Most important thing they could have done in the offseason. The Cavs are just in a weird place right now. And even prior to prior to, you know, this this all happening yesterday late in the evening, um, the Cavs have a maxed out salary cap and they really have a tough time being able to add talent to their team, which obviously is something that they need to do when you when you look at the Warriors versus the Cavs this final you know, in the finals this year. Um, and the good thing about David Griffin was that for some way or another, he was able to make magic out of nothing. And, and, and it happened frequently, um, you know, whether it was the guys at the end of the or throughout the season that, you know, were the Kyle Corvers, the D wills. And I know those dudes didn't win us a championship, but still like those were celebrated moves when they happened. Deals needed to get done and they got done. And they got done. Right. And I mean, you look back at even when Jr. and Chump and Mozgov ended up on the Cavaliers, that was. That was, you know, they got dollars for change in that sense, and it really is a, it's 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 a head scratcher of of a development. Like, not I, for me, it's not. I, I as I well as I as I sat there last night, I kind of was like, well, where does this make sense? Like, what perspective can I look at this and have it make sense to me? And I couldn't come up with it. Well, I've heard this theory floated by other people that Dan Gilbert behind closed doors is sick of spending money, and. Again, I've heard this from other people. Dan Gilbert's not trying to be the best NBA owner of all time. LeBron James is trying to be the best basketball player of all time. You do that by winning championships. Gilbert's got his championship. And there's the thing, there's the thinking that he's gone back to a millionaire dude of, I don't care. I want a title. I got a title. If LeBron wants to go, then go. See ya. And that he's going to look back at both roster and management and say, I'm done. I have paid the salary cap. I've paid the fines. I've done all this stuff. We got the title. Now I'm done. So is he going to sell it? Is that the theory? I don't know. Well, then I mean, are you, so, or is he just deciding like, well, then I'm just not going to pump money into this? You would or? think you'd sell it when it's when the product's hot, and they're never going to be worth more money than they are right now. Right. So I, 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 that doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get it if you if you were a if you if you didn't have a chance at a title, if you had an unrealistic, you know, like, oh, well, dude, we're the Bucks, and we have a you know a couple of good guys, but we really don't have a shot. I understand a coach or a, an owner taking the perspective of I don't want to spend more than I than I'm getting out of this. I get that it's a financial decision, but that it, it doesn't make sense to me this year. You I, know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that they probably know what I've been saying, which is you got LeBron for one more year, and if you're if you're Dan Gilbert, he's sitting there thinking this guy's going to opt out of the next contract. He's going to because the new rumor is it's not the Lakers, it's the Clippers. And that he Paul he's going to get on the phone, get Paul George, and they're all going to go to the Clippers. And I can maybe see that. I'm not guaranteeing it, but I can maybe see it. I think what Dan Gilbert is doing is hedging his bets and saying, well, dude, if LeBron's not going to be here, I don't need David Griffin. See you later. But you have one more. You had one more year of opportunity. That the roster's built for that year, right? For this upcoming year, for to lose to the Warriors, you're built for. I, again, I think Dan Gilbert has probably different. 
goals than what his roster has. And if you make it to the finals, his team's still worth the money. I I, I think Dan Gilbert does isn't as obsessed as, as uh, of adding multiple championships to his resume the way LeBron is because it's different. The guy's involved in multiple other. He didn't. He doesn't necessarily need that. He's not trying to be the best NBA owner of all time. That those are terrible business moves then, because when you lose LeBron, if 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 the, if the Cavaliers don't win this finals, then in, in in you're making the assumption that LeBron's gone, or you're are you even under the the you know that he's leaving, you lose all value. You lose 100 percent of that value. That, that that doesn't make sense to me. We've also seen Dan Gilbert be emotional. The letter was emotional. The letter was a bad di- business decision. That was not being able to control your emotion. This may be, I know LeBron is leaving. I can't control my emotion. Here's the letter part two, just not written down. It, it's, it, I, can, I can see it from an ego perspective, but it, it, that, it, if, that's, if that's what it is, is it just like a bad emotional ego move? That's scary. Then I guess I get that, but it still, it still makes zero sense. Like, it doesn't. I don't love the idea. I'm not saying that what he's doing is smart. I'm saying I think LeBron and Dan Gilbert have different career goals for what the Cavaliers mean to them. Dan Gilbert's career goal is to make as much money as possible, right? Yeah, but I think he's kind of done it. As an owner, it's to make as much money out of that team as possible. That's, you got to remember, he's got no love of Northeast Ohio. He's not a Northeast Ohio guy. Right, but so so that makes it even more obvious that like that's his end goal, is to be as profitable as possible. That's how he became a billionaire. That's why he opened up all these casinos. I don't understand how how allowing how opening up the door and letting your talent leave is going to make you a more profitable endeavor. I just I just don't get that. Or is there another scenario where maybe behind closed doors LeBron wanted David Griffin out? That and maybe it's LeBron well, and Dan Gilbert coming together and LeBron going, "Look, bro, he's good, but why are you going to spend this money here?" Well, it's not like it's not like spending money on a GM. It doesn't affects, affect your roster. It doesn't affect your roster, and it, yeah, that has zero. The, the one doesn't have anything to do with well, the other. It, it it would if the owner standing in the in the office saying, "I dude, I gotta stop spending money somewhere. Like I gotta start saving this money somewhere." And I know it doesn't affect the roster and what you can do there, but it's still coming out of his pocketbook what's being paid. And so, but I don't know what you're going to have to pay Chauncey Billups. My guess is going to be less than what you were going to have to pay David Griffin. I mean, what's he the, just took you to three champ, you know, championships? What's the difference there? Though? Series. I mean, how much? How much of a? Difference, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it can't be that much. You're still going to have to come off and pay the guy millions of dollars. Yeah, it's, not so, like, it's not like you're going to get him for 35 grand a year. I don't you know, know what I mean? NBA man. I don't know what NBA GMs make. LeBron, I, LeBron last night on Twitter says, if no one else appreciated you, Griff, I did, and hopefully all the people of Cleveland, thanks for what you did for the team for three years. You got us one. Or we got us one. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't know if I can take that to mean that that's who he wanted. That sound, it, 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 that could be either way. That could be, that could mean that absolutely, or that could be LeBron going, here's my Middle finger, passive aggressive to you. See you later. Reports, Could be reports all stating that LeBron was not consulted on this and not happy about this. Oh, yeah. See, uh, dude, why are you going to do that? That's uh, the guy's I can't got a year. Out, the guy's got a year left on his contract, and the rumor is he's leaving. Guys, I'm telling you, he's out. Like I, I've been, I've been you know, hesitant to say it. He's out.
<laughs> He's, you're getting this one more year, and the boy is gone. I mean, after after last night, it's it's hard to see otherwise. It really is. I mean, I don't. I like I said, I've looked. I feel like I've looked at this from a million different perspectives. Of like, all right, maybe just from the making money standpoint, doesn't make sense. From the winning championship standpoint, doesn't make sense. Retaining LeBron, it doesn't make sense. So I, it, other than you're right, other than the raw emotional egotistical like. And that's who Dan Gilbert is. This is what I did. And that's a, I mean, one more scenario, one more hypothetical. Is it maybe LeBron and Griffin together against Dan Gilbert? And is it LeBron saying, dude, no matter what, keep saying no, because a team I want to go to, if I say on the phone, I'll come there, but I want David Griffin as the GM. The owner's going to go done. Right. And so is he maybe setting up David Griffin for the next landing spot for LeBron James? With that, though, I mean, it's not like every other team has their GM in place right now. So, like, you would make that move next year. It just I, I, I can't wrap my head around it, dude. I've tried and I, I can't. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's getting him locked down. Maybe because it, it's not always must. It's not always money. It's sometimes it's years on the contract, so maybe, but it's like, it's maybe like, Griffin wanted a ton of money and a one-year deal. But it's like a coach, though. Like I said, I mean, it's it doesn't affect your roster. It doesn't affect like you can pay you can pay your front office guys whatever you want. That doesn't come out of your salary cap. I what I'm saying is is if David Griffin knew he wasn't going to sign the deal no matter what because he didn't want to be locked down more than one year, then there was no financial you know scenario whatsoever. Maybe Gilbert was just like, well, dude, I mean, I, I what do you want me to do? I want you for more than one year, and I'm willing to pay you what you want. It could be that. It could be LeBron and David Griffin setting up together to, to to set up the landing spot for the next place. It could be. I don't know that. But when you have something like this that's happened, it's like, why is this happening? You have to explore all things that sound crazy because it's one of them. I don't know which one it is, but it's definitely one of them. It's it's it, 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 here's what I know: it's not harmony in the Cleveland Cavaliers building. No, certainly not. It, it, obviously, it seems like a bit of a dumpster fire right now. I think it's it's hard to argue otherwise, especially when you consider that yesterday, like prior to this news breaking and 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 all this happening. I mean, it was hey, they're taking serious phone calls about. Jimmy Butler, they're taking serious phone calls yeah. about Paul George. And what I've heard is that a lot of teams are inquiring about Kyrie Irving. David Griffin didn't want to put him as a, you know, as on, the trading, op- on the trading block. And Dan Gilbert said, well, you kind of have to put everyone out there. No, that's Every, crazy. You know, but I mean, that's crazy. If, 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 if other teams, you know, if you've got to make these moves to make yourself a better, oppor- you know, give yourself a better opportunity to win. I don't, I don't know. All right. Let me ask you this question. Cause you know more about the Cavs and the NBA than I do. But if I trade Kevin Love and I get Paul George, I'm still an NBA Finals team. Yeah. If I get rid of Kyrie Irving, there's a very good chance I'm not a Finals it team. Depends right? what you're getting back out of it. I mean, you know, if 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 you've got somebody, I'm not getting the second best point guard in the league back. I already have that. Um, but I I think you're still if if you have a top five point guard playing with LeBron, I think you still have a very real possibility there of 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 making the NBA Finals. Okay, depending. Yeah, if you get a top five guy, yeah, I mean, and as long as LeBron wants him and right. likes him, wants to play Paul, with him, why not? I mean, I don't know if I love that idea, but I I know people want to see LeBron would love that idea. Like, and that's kind of the thing there is like, if if, if I don't know if I believe him on that, I mean, they talk a lot about it. They don't ever do anything to make sure it happens. He also talked about how he'd like to play with Mello one day. Mello was available, dude. They didn't even pick up the phone. LeBron talks a big game, dude. I think he's one of those guys that knows. Yeah, dude, I like my buddies. But when it comes down time to do it, he never does it. 
and I think it's I, I don't think Chris Paul and LeBron James's playing styles actually complement one another as well as Kyrie does. Um, I disagree there. Like Chris Paul is like a true to the heart point guard, like who you run the offense through. Where Kyrie is just like, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's prolific at getting to the basket, and but I, I it's not like the guy doesn't have shortcomings in his game. Oh yeah, he's got. Do they all have shortcomings in their game? I mean, so like, I, I I don't know if I necessarily can agree with that. That like, and I don't think Kyrie should be traded. I'm not I'm not trying to advocate for that. It just if if you're going to if you're going to go out there and you know you have one year left to win your championship or you have the window is open for one more year, you have to at that point say anything is an option. Anything. If you come with the right price, if you come with the right trade, yes, Kyrie's an option. Of course there. We have one year left. I would not guy. I would not be telling other teams Kyrie wasn't an option. I would want to be able to hear what everybody had to say. So I'm with you on that. Ultimately, I think it's a bad idea if we trade Kyrie Irving. That's just my opinion. But here's what I will tell you my opinion on the Cavaliers is. In two years, you're back to being a 29-win team. Just get ready for it. Just because here it comes. I, I, I wanted to be freaked out. I wanted to be like in panic mode about this. But at the end of the day, like yesterday was the one year anniversary of them winning that right. title. And if that's all I get out of it, then I have to be okay with that's that. That's what I've said. I, we, I got to be okay with that. Three runs of the NBA finals and we got a title. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I think LeBron James's career will close with him under-delivering for the national media, How what their take will be, he under-delivered in a Cavaliers uniform. But ultimately, for me as a fan, I don't think he did. And he won us a title, and I said when he won it, I don't care what he does with his career now. I got what I wanted. He's free to do what he wants. I'm telling you, you get one more year LeBron James in a jersey, then he's out. We're back to 29 wins. Just resolve yourself to it now. That way when it happens, you're not all piss and vinegar about it. We have the list of the best states to find a threesome in. We'll let you know if Ohio makes the list. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Phantom floated this question during the break. said, what's more dysfunctional right now? Cavs operations or the White House? <laughs> you know what, man? That's a good one. It's close right there, That's dude. a good one. If you are Republican Cavaliers fans, you got to be shaking your head this morning. Hating life right yeah. now. Yeah. Even though, if you're a Republican Cavaliers fan, you probably, probably bailed ship when LeBron supported Hillary, but... Man, that's uh, that's gonna be interesting to see what happens on that whole thing. I don't know that Chauncey Billups can't be an NBA GM. I suppose that maybe he could. I thought you were gonna say I don't know if Chauncey Billups can be a press secretary. No, but, no. Oh, all right. I mean, <laughs> could be. Right? I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, I guess he could be. I have here the top ten states to have a threesome in. All right. Or not necessarily like this would be a cool state to do it. This is where they will happen. It's going to be a headache. I don't know which state this is going to happen in, but I'm just telling you right now it's going to be a headache. I agree. Coming in at number 10 was North Carolina. All right. All right. We make the list, Ohio does. Okay. I have to wrap this up pretty quickly. Cuz it's well, the end of the hour and it's threesome. <laughs> so it's like let's be honest, dude, like six of you are going to be able to get this done. Right. So it's not necessarily hitting the widest net the threesome. Right. Right? So number 10 is North Carolina. Ohio does hit the list at number 7. Right. And I was surprised because the the first state is New York. Second one's California. Now, of course, because there's more people in New York, there's mm-hmm. more people in California, you're going to have more opportunities, a little bit more liberal, that kind of thing, too. Not necessarily politics, but just by attitude. And so, like, that, you know, a little more cavalier with your attitude, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have some wild sex there. Okay. But I was surprised Ohio made the list. Is we are considered to be a Midwestern state, the heart of it all. You know what I mean? Like a farm country. You don't necessarily think, 
whores. Three major cities and a bunch of universities is why I think otherwise. Ah, the universities is what did that. You're right. OU, Ohio State, Kent State, Akron. I, I mean, there's a, a mil- lot of there, There's a million colleges in Ohio, and I think that's probably at least a part of the equation. Okay, right? that probably is what led into that. Because I was like, how are, how did we even make this list? Who who put this list? How did they find the criteria of being a threesome state? Like, what is it? Just people like, hey, have you ever been in a threesome before? <laughs> or like, what 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 what? Is- it, was done by uh, it was done by an app called Threesomer. Okay. It compiled the list based on the number of uh, of people who have signed up for the app, which again lends itself to your idea that it's college students yeah, because who's downloading people. apps? Right. A spokesperson for Threesomer said, even as threesomes lifestyle is gaining popularity around the world, that it can still be a risky endeavor to find the right situation. I'll be honest with you. Obviously, I've done this. Um, it sounds like a really good idea, and then you do it, and it never comes off the way it did in porn. No, you always feel like you're a loser when you're done with it because you're like, I didn't really, I didn't really nail that, you know, you know what I mean? And it just, I don't know, it's it, it, it's more work than than you think it is. Um, I would say more than anything, like it's definitely not. If you want to put it on your bucket list as you're younger and like, all right, this is something I want to do. To figure out who you are? Sure, dude. Do it. Do it. And if the opportunity presents itself, dude, I mean, and you feel comfortable with it and everyone feels comfortable with it, go ahead and do it. Um, But if you're the kind of person who right now is like, dude, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to talk my wife into a threesome. You should just give her the divorce papers right now. Right now. You know what I mean? You should just be here. Here, sign these. I'll sign these. Ask her at the lawyer's office. Right. That's exactly the parking lot right there. Right there at the lawyer's office. We have Smash Em Up Demolition. Derby tickets. That's this weekend at the Stark County Fairgrounds. We'll get you hooked up next on the Sandsbury Show. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. I happen to follow Coach Nate Moore from Maslin. Yeah. And apparently the Tigers are headed to camp at the University of Cincinnati today. That's already getting underway. Um, I mean, that's about right. Middle of June. Yeah, Yeah, it's about right. I can't believe this when I'm sitting here getting excited about a high school football season. I can't for the life of me believe that, but um, dude, well, I mean, Stark County, here we are. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, it's just you know what? I, I'm not knocking it. It's just I didn't play high school football, and you know, I mean, it's just I'm born and raised Cleveland. It's not necessarily as big of a deal there as it is here. When I moved here, you could tell it was like okay, yeah, that rivalry, that thing, that's alive. And I remember the first event I worked for the radio station. 55-year-old guy showed up in Maslin football jerseys talking to how t- telling me they wouldn't even say Canton. They call it Anton. And I knew then. I was like, this is a big thing. It's real. <laughs> this is a big, big thing here. Also exciting news coming out of Tigertown. Um, the newest member of the Ohio State Buckeyes basketball team, uh, Maslin graduate Kyle Young. Is that right? Yeah. Announced yesterday. Interesting. If you have not heard the news as of yet, the Cavs and their general manager David Griffin are going to part ways. I actually have Griffin's. Uh, yeah, I, I have his. Uh, I have his uh, statement here. As of today, I am stepping down from my role as GM of the Cavs. Our basketball family at the Triple C and the Q has experienced uh, unprecedented success together, both on the floor and off. And I remain deeply appreciative of the opportunity Dan Gilbert and his ownership group afforded us to build and lead this world championship caliber organization. I am certain that the organization and the incredibly dedicated and passionate team that put their heart and souls into this daily will continue to push towards even greater heights. 
My wife, Meredith, and I will continue to be vested in the success of Believeland and can't thank the fans of this great city enough for the kindness you have all shown us. I am extremely excited for my next challenge in the NBA. However, Dan and I know that our... uh, and I know now that our uh, team built largely on the concept of fit, and we are now at a point where the fit is not right for us to continue with one another. All right, see, that all sounds like very good until the end, and it kind of sounds like F Dan Gilbert a little yeah, bit at the end there. Of course. I mean, you're not walking away from this. It's, it, when you know, They said yesterday, oh, it was a mutual decision. It's like, no, no it, it wasn't. wasn't. You backed him into a corner, and there was nothing else he could do there. Um, I, I, I mean, and I've been trying to figure it out for the past hour and trying to think about it from a different perspective, but like, and Ken Carmen brought this up on Twitter last night, and it's a good point that, you know, probably. Ownership is always going to be hated by a team or by a fan base. Like that's just kind of no matter what you do. They're they're you, you know, like them on parade day, and aside from that, you hate them. They're billionaires. They run the team, and any time that you see something happen in sports that you don't like, you always think I could do that better. Whether it's on the court, on the you know, uh, with trades, with stuff like sure. that, with, with just with catch the ball. How hard is draft that? picks? Exactly. Things like that. Make your free throws. You know, it's all those things that we and, and, and we all kind of view ourselves as like, oh, I could do that. Um, David Griffin did a really good job of keeping that fan base away from Dan Gilbert, from keeping them like, no, we're making moves, and I'm the guy who can work the back behind the scenes magic, and I can do things that people don't necessarily, that other guys aren't necessarily going to be able to do. So for him to, you know, for him to part ways with with the Cavaliers organization, if it happened next year, I would get it. I would understand. Right. I, I, but this I, is just me too. This is just such a, a a weird predicament that the Cavs are in right now, and that the Cavs fan base is in right now, where it's just like it doesn't make sense. I'm going to speculate, okay? And this is purely speculation. My guess is that Dan Gilbert was willing to pay the money, but David Griffin, who I apparently has got a very tight relationship with LeBron James, probably and this is purely speculation, said to Dan Gilbert, "I want to sign a one-year deal." And he wanted the he wanted his length of term of contract to fit where LeBron is. That way they could both leave together. Dan Gilbert, not being an idiot, said, I know what you're trying to do. No thanks. See ya. You go right now. I think that that's what happened. Now, I don't know that. But I have been starting to speculate more and more that LeBron's going to be one more year as a Cavalier than he's going to be out. And this, I honestly think, is just another thing that kind of helps point him right back out the door. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you're crazy to think otherwise that this isn't a serious, you know, uh, bad sign for Cavaliers fans. I think this whole thing is Dan Gilbert and LeBron James arguing. I really do. I think I think that's the, this whole thing is, and this is a passive aggressive kind of thing from Dan Gilbert telling LeBron, "I actually run this, not you," and that's the wrong attitude to take because the guy runs the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. But ego, we've seen Dan Gilbert. We know who he is. The letter is who Dan Gilbert is. That's who he is. I, I understand the the thought of I'm the owner, therefore I run things, but. Dude, you have to recognize the situations that you're the in. The players in actually run things, and that's what everybody's hating about sports right now is because players, for the first time ever, are starting to actually really realize that, and they don't know they no longer need you the way they once did. They've all got their private broadcast systems in their pockets now. They can all get their message out. They can all build their brands outside of your team, outside of the stuff. They no longer need you the way they once did. And ultimately, at the end of the day, what are you gonna do? Freeze out all the talent? Then nobody's coming to the games. 
Um, I, if anyone out there, you know, is loving this, I'm sure the Golden State Warriors are just absolutely loving. Have this to this love morning. it. Just, just looking at the dysfunction across the aisle of like, well, these, this was the only team that really had a shot to beat us again next year. I mean, it just has to be a like, dude, we can do this for another two years, three years before there's even a real possibility of someone coming up. Because I, I know you talked about the Clippers. I, I, I can't make sense out of LeBron going west. That makes zero sense to me because what, what happens to your legacy when Golden State bounces you in the second round. So I would think he's Much gonna- like ego would drive Dan Gilbert to do what he's doing with David Griffin, LeBron's ego would drive him to do something that maybe isn't the best idea. But he's he's calculated enough to know how tough that road would be. So if he if he goes to another team in the East, I guess maybe you can start to like, well, there's there's a road there, but there's no road there for him to have an opportunity to compete for championships out West. I just don't, I, I mean, I don't see how that happens. When I saw Jerry West sign on with the Clippers, I thought to myself, well, there it is. And there it is right there. And LeBron, I think, will listen to Jerry West. If he gets on the phone and calls him and says, hey, man, let me lay out the plan on what I think I can do out here with the Clippers. I think I can build the Golden State Warriors. I think I can do that. I mean, he just left there to go. You know what I mean? And I think he, you might see that. I, 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 I mean, I, I, if you want to if you want to try something and see if it works, maybe. But if you want to you go, know this works, you're right. If you want to go with something that has a clear path to you competing for a championship, you're in that you're in the best possible opportunity to do that as you stand today. I, I agree with all that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think just know that at the end of game seven last year, there were people in LeBron James's ear who have definitely told him this, bro, you can leave here now. Like, you don't have to stay here 10 years. You did what you needed to do. You gave Cleveland their championship. You're allowed to go now. And I think, honestly, since then, he's kind of been like, well, if I win again, I'll stay. But if I don't, I'm out. And I think he's out. I really do. And I would not be surprised to see him in a Clippers uniform. Everything Fantone's telling you why not to do that does make sense. But LeBron has made decisions all throughout his career that's made us always go, what is he doing? I don't know. I, I I disagree. I feel like when he went to Miami, yeah, that made sense. Like, I hated it. I was angry about it. I was heartbroken over it. But I understood why he did it. When he came back to Cleveland, that made sense. Like, okay, I see what you're doing They there. were still shocking moves. He, Things can be make sense and not necessarily be like what everybody thought was going to happen. None, nonetheless, when I see logic in something, I get that. I, I just can't see I can't see a better path to what he wants out of his career at this point. I mean, what else, what else are you looking for other than the opportunity to compete for titles? You, you have no better opportunity to do that than where you stand. I, there may be another scenario here where LeBron's judging his career on a different basis than we are. Maybe he knows I'm not getting to six like Michael, so there's another way to do this. And if that's the case, then why would you leave Cleveland? If that if that's the case, if you're not if you're not in the pursuit of of chasing down Jordan in six titles, dude, that you, you're putting kids through college here. You're, right. you're doing all these things off the court that mean the world to you that you claim is the most important that LeBron claims is the most important part of his legacy. It's not what he does on the court. It's not what he does as, Do as a basketball that? player. I think in his heart, that's what he thinks. I mean, obviously, from the national perspective, his story is that of a basketball player. But right. I think I think when it comes down to him, when he has as a conversation, a man, he, he views what he does off the court as more important than what he does on the court. I if believe the, that. If, the, if that's the reality, that's impressive. 
It really is, because that would be hard to do. And but you're not going with to, that much talent. But you're not going to be able to continue to do those things when you go. If you go to Los Angeles, you're not going to have the same impact. It's just not going to be. You know. Wait, you don't think LeBron still has the impact in in LA? He doesn't have the same impact of what he does personally off the court. Oh, personal. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, when it comes to if that's what he's going to define himself as, he, once again, you're in the best position you can be at today. Like you, you're, you're already, you're already making that a reality. I again, when you lay out your argument, it all makes sense. I just think there are things that nobody knows behind the scenes, behind closed doors that 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 are lending themselves to to what's going to happen. I view this all as more than a calculated decision by LeBron or anything like that. I just view this all as Dan Gilbert's ego. That's the only thing where I can say, like, all right, I understand that. Is like, well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make it right, but at least I can see from like, all right, Dan Gilbert, a very prideful dude, a dude who who is a billionaire who's not used to being told no. And if he says put Kyrie and put Kevin Love and put everyone that's not named LeBron James on the chopping block, if 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 David Griffin said no, I'm not doing that, then I can totally see why Dan Gilbert would be like, Forcing you know what? Well, then you're done. But again, I think if you do that, that's another thing that makes LeBron go. Bro, you're going to get rid of my GM from underneath me? Like, uh-uh, I'm done. You get one more year, and I'm out. Does LeBron retire after next year? No, okay. Now, see, I have not wanted to say this because I didn't want people to murder me on Twitter. I'll be honest with you. But I think LeBron ups and pulls out of his career sooner than we think. Everybody keeps saying, eight more years. And I'm like, guys, I think he's probably got about three more. And he's like, you know what? I'm over. LeBron this. retires and takes over a front office role within the Cavaliers. He doesn't want to. Fr- I mean, dude, if he's going to take over a role, he's owning it. Well, I mean, and I guess that's part of the like. Well, is that is is he owner GM? Is he you know head of all basketball operations of of the team after? He I don't retires? know. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to entertain the idea of it. It's just it's. I, I'll tell you, if you're Hugh Jackson today, you're loving this, right? right. If you're Hugh Jackson, you're like, oh my god, we're not the most dysfunctional thing in Cleveland. If you're the Cleveland Indians right now, you just look like you, dude. You're you're just rolling around in roses right now. I I feel like this is some of the worst radio I've ever done, just based on the fact of I don't know what this is. I I I wish I had a hot take, and I was like, yes, this is it. And dude, it's a good sign or it's a bad thing. I'm just confused. Uh, I'm being asked to ask you this question: ballpark the LeBron to Boston Celtics. If 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 LeBron leaves Cleveland and I would have to put that as a destination for him, I don't know thirty percent, forty percent. If he leaves Cleveland, it makes more sense than going to the Clippers and trying to rebuild something. At least Boston has pieces in place that can like actually got a couple of good guards up there, right? Where where if you go to Los Angeles and you just say, "Hi, I'm going to bring these four dudes with me and we're going to make it all p- put it together in, in a year." Every team needs a LeBron, so so don't murder me for that. But like, what they need is a wing player. That's kind of what they need, and so like. I uh yeah, I never thought about the Celtics, but that could be a thing. If you, well, I mean you have to start looking at East Coast teams because I stand firm that that dude does not want to go west. You can take he can take any team in the East and put them in the NBA finals. He can't do that in in the West. I you just can't. Like you can't put him on Portland and be like, "All right, that's what's going to that's no. what's going to defeat Golden State." You can't put him on Utah and be like, "All right, that's definitely what's going to beat Golden State." <laughs> He's not going to Utah. Oh, I mean, it's just uh, you, you you can't say it with Los Angeles. He can't can't say it with you know any of those any of those teams. So sure, Boston Boston makes more sense than the Clippers to me. I think if LeBron cares more about what he's doing off the court, then that's part of his businesses too, not just putting the kids in college. And your businesses can all be advanced by living in LA, and I think and playing in LA. 
And so I, I think there's still a possibility of the Clippers. You're making great sense about the, the championships and this and that. But what might have happened is LeBron's the smartest basketball player we've seen in a long, long time. And so what might have happened is he may be sitting there going, I'm never getting a six. That's the only, and Michael won six without ever losing. So the media is never going to put me past Michael. It's time to start worrying about other things in my career. I don't know that, but I could see how he could come to that idea. The new fashion craze is ridiculous. It costs a ton of money, and I want to bitch about it before Mike Rowe has a chance okay. to do it. So we'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Still to come at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Calvin Harris, new Judah and the Lion, and new Aaron Lewis. Kind of forgot about New Tour Tuesday. You know, I did not I did not section off any of this record to be played for New Tour Tuesday. Yeah. But I do want to tell you and fans of hip-hop music yeah. that the new Big Boy album, Big Boy most famously known from uh, being one half of Outkast. Daddy Fat Sex, B-I-G-B-O-I. The new Big Boy, Boomiverse, is amazing. I listened. I was catching up on my 2017 hip hop yesterday, Fanto. I was okay. cleaning the apartment. Okay. I was getting caught up on the hip hop. So I listened. What, to, what is that smell in here? Just slamming <laughs> skunks against the floor, killing them. I uh, I was so I was cleaning the apartment, uh-huh. and I listened to the new Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And I listened to the new Big Boy. Right. They're both really good. But Kendrick Lamar, a little bit more of an artist. So as an artist, you can take some swings and miss. So I found myself sometimes going over to the to the iHeartRadio and hitting skip on some of his stuff. Where Big Boy, I just turned it on and listened to it all the way through. And not like every song was good, but nothing made me want to turn it off. Um, he knows who he is and what his strengths are. And even post-Outcast has been able to put forth a lot of bangers. And that's uh, that's kind of what you want out of him. And hope, I'm glad that's what he delivered. A lot of good special guests. Dude, he pulled Corrupt into a few songs. He's got Snoop Jeez. on the record. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff. He uh, He's done a couple of, like, you know, a couple of, like, side projects and, and a couple of, like, special guest spots. So, no, I'm really interested. Yeah, check out Boomiverse. It was really good. All right. So the next fashion craze that's going to have everybody all upset about how stupid young people are is okay. here. Okay. And before Mike Rowe has a chance to bitch about it, I wanted to do Millennials. Oh, you're all soft. <laughs> and okay. this is crotchless jeans are now a thing. And this may be hard to explain. So I've actually put the photos up at facebook.com slash Stansberry show where you can see them. Okay. And what it is, is somebody cut the midsection, like, out of the jeans. So you have where, like, the button would be and the belt loops, and then underneath that is cut, and then from, like, where the knee is down, you you have the rest of the jean, and in between, you have, like, suspender straps that hold the two things together, and so there's a woman wearing a long, like, button-down shirt, and again, she has the jeans like like the the top part where the button in the pockets would be around her waist, and then it looks like she's probably wearing underwear underneath the shirt. Okay. But there's some there's some space in between, and then from the knee down, the jeans again continue, but they're uh, held up by suspender straps. So like the midsection's just gone, and these are five hundred and seventy dollars. All right. Now, five hundred dollars for a pair of jeans is a lot. The most I would pay for a pair of jeans is like 200 bucks, 
Like you give me a nice pair of jeans for two hundred bucks, I would think about it. I don't want to do it, but I, that's about where I would go. I spent sixty dollars on a pair of jeans the other day, and I felt outraged over it. I was like, dude, this is just way too much money for a pair of pants. Is but, that right? Yeah, dude. I just thought it was absolutely ridiculous. On average, I think the jeans I normally buy on average are around eighty-eight to ninety bucks, and I feel like for something you can wear for as long as you can wear them, that's not crazy. Is it more money than I would like to spend? Yes, but jeans hold up pretty well. And you can keep them years if you if you treat them properly. I think I'm just switching over to the Brett Favre's. I think I'm going to go all Wrangler, all Wrangler. for the rest of my life, dude. Yeah, I just, go a little Dale Jr. I just do. I just can't. I just can't mm, spend money. I, I can't spend money on fashion, dude. It's just not. It's not who I am. Well, you know what? I, no, it's not who you are. And you, um, but dude, you got a girlfriend, and she lives there. You know what I mean? So it's like that's what dudes want to dress nice for is to get laid, and you got that. Yeah, I mean, certainly now I can say that. But, dude, even, you know, five years ago, six years ago, ten years ago, dude, I was not going to spend $200 on a pair of jeans. So that's way too much money for me. It's a lot of money. But if you found me a nice pair of jeans, I, I, that's the most I would spend on a pair of jeans is 200 bucks. Now, I, I know that, like, oh, my God, it's $500 plus, and they don't even have an ass on them. And, like, people are going to get all pissed off. But, dude, like, stupid fashion that nobody buys has been a part of fashion right. forever. Right. Forever. Like right. I nobody's just, going to wear these, right? And that's the thing is, like, I mean, how many times for as long as catwalks and you know fashion shows have existed, people have come out wearing stuff, and you're like, nobody's going to wear that because you've never seen it, wore it, right? You've never seen it anywhere but that catwalk. Right. Which you got, which begs the question: Why are we paying these designers all this? I mean, do they get paid a ton of money to create stuff nobody ever wears? The money's coming from somewhere. It's not coming from my pocket right. because I'm not buying those pants. But somebody out there is. And, like, I just I, I don't understand why people care. Like, dude, wear it's stupid, sure, but wear whatever you want to wear. I don't care. It's not my problem. The fashion world is a very interesting world because the name is built on that kind of stuff that nobody wears. You build up the name and then Target or Kohl's or somebody buys your name and then you put out clothes that were never on the runway under your name. And then and then like you know fashion snobs are like, "Well, it's in Macy's now, so I don't want it." You know what I mean? It's a very weird thing. Google ridiculous fashion trends for any decade, for the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, whenever you grew there up. There were see-through whenever... shoes in the 70s with fish swimming in them. Exactly. Like, so I, I, you I ever get see it. a 70s pimp? Those were stupid, as are these pants, but like nobody, you're not going to walk down Tusk and be like, oh, dude, look at that guy wearing the assless pants over there. Hey, who cares, Mike? Grow, relax. Yeah, 570 bucks is a lot of money. I'm not wearing, I'm not buying those until, well, you know what? Those might go good with a romper. There's a, there's a good possibility there. I mean, really, they probably fit right on there. Look like you're wearing a whole bodysuit. Um, but until they put mud on it, fake mud on it, so I can piss Mike Rowe off, I'm not interested in them. <laughs> the uh, the pants section of these have buttons that go all the way down. I mean, they're these things are ugly. Like, forget the style of like cutting the jeans off in the middle and then reattaching them via suspender straps. Forget that part. They're just not even fashionable looking outside of that. Like, they're just not good looking. They sell on frwd.com, which I, I guess is a, is you know abbreviation for forward.com there. $570. You want to see the photos? They're up. My, uh, I almost said MySpace, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I almost said MySpace. It's facebook.com slash Stansberry Show is where you can see those. And uh, if you deliver pizzas for a living, you need to be careful. I'll tell you why next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 1069. 1069.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 8.30, we'll pass out a pair of tickets to see a perfect circle up at the Wolfstein Center. I'll get you hooked up with those at 8.30. 9 o'clock is new Tuesday, new Calvin Harris, new Judah and the Lion, and brand new Aaron Lewis. Is this Aaron Lewis country or is this Aaron Lewis rock and roll? It's uh, it's a little country, Aaron Lewis. Country one time now, come out! It's, uh, it's called Folded Flag. Oof. I don't know if I can make too many kick the dust up jokes during that one. We'll uh, we'll let you listen for yourself. All right. Might need- I just suspect that what a lot of people are going to say is, man, that bro country, just pop country stuff isn't so bad. Man, it's not so bad. Maybe that's what people are going to say after hearing the new Aaron Lewis. Because that's what I walked away saying after I heard the new Aaron Lewis. We'll play that for you to end the program. There are very few people in life I respect more. Than the pizza delivery person. Okay, <laughs> I love those people. All right, they they end hunger and uh, they're just doing the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah, but it can be a very tough job and it can be a very risky job in today's day and age of robbery and the like. And just before seven o'clock on Sunday, Stowe police were called about a robbery of a pizza driver. The driver arrived at the home, and a man came at him with a large kitchen knife, demanding all the money. He took the money, then hopped in the pizza driver's like car and took off. Now, the suspect had later been identified as 45-year-old Matthew Robert Guzik of Stowe. Police caught him the next day up in Sagamore Hills. Now, he used a fake name when placing the pizza order, but then was dumb enough to have the pizza delivered to his actual home. So how long was it going to take for you to put that together? So you thought far enough down the field to change your name, but you didn't think like, oh, maybe I should do this somewhere else. What a moron. He told the pizza driver he was robbing him because he had marital problems and he was feeling very angry. So I can understand. Okay, you're having marital problems. You're pissed off at the world, dude. She was banging everybody that you knew and not you. And I can understand Jeez. why, like, you get into a fight with somebody who... Like, get too drunk in a bar and, oh. like, you punch somebody. I get that, yeah. Or, or even you're at McDonald's and the guy messes up your order or doesn't take it correct. I've had enough! Screw you! Right, yeah. right, but you call somebody to your home to attack them? With a knife. Jesus. And then steal the car and the money. And I, I don't know this. But how much money does a pizza driver have on him anymore? I guarantee you it's not that much. I bet there's a I bet most chains would say you have to like bring the money back in between certain runs and you only to have like what thirty dollars on you maybe. I, I was gonna say over like fifty bucks you have to come back in, in between loose runs. change right. to be able to make change for people in this and that. But honestly, when's the bucks? last time when, I know I will sometimes because again I, I still bartend occasionally here and there, so I'll have some cash in the house. But most times when I order pizza, I, I, I pay with my debit card. Yeah, I mean, most, I mean, I and I think, would imagine that's what most of you do. I think anything I get delivered has like an online ordering app. Right. Like, and that's how I'm doing it. Right. Now. So it's not even, I don't know, cash doesn't even enter the equation for me. I just, like you, I thought to myself, so you changed your name, but then had the pizza delivered to your Idiots. actual home? Idiot. No matter, look, you can create all the technology in the world you want. Nothing will help law enforcement more than the criminal being stupid. What? An idiot. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Sansbury here for the CSE Federal Credit Union. I've been using CSE since moving down here to Stark County, and I... On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. One woman already reached out to me and said, I'm so happy you're going to play Folded Flag by Aaron Lewis. She's already a fan. She likes the song. Okay. 
So she's pretty excited Robin is. All right. Aaron Lewis, Kuntner style. Come on, one time now. Kick the dust up, Sandsburg, T County. That's how we will end New Jersey Tuesday by playing you the new Aaron Lewis. You're also getting new Calvin Harris and new Judah and the Lion. And again, I'll just give you some assigned homework. We're not going to play it for you today. I, uh, uh, unfortunately, our system does not have it. Shocker. But if you're into hip-hop at all, the new big boy, Boomiverse, is amazing. You need to check that album out. But he did his job. That album's real good. Also, a Perfect Circle ticket's up for grabs 830. Oh, yeah. They're so good. Dude, anything he... T- you hate him. I don't hate him, but I think grossly overrated. Oh, I disagree. I find a perfect circle and tool to both be really good. Um, Their songs are just boring to me. I just always feel like, all right, when are we going to get to something here? Yeah, I like I like what he does. I, I really like... Yeah, I really like a perfect circle a lot. Kind of Chevelle picked up on that and kind of made it like a little bit more watered down, that style. But I like Chevelle a lot, too, so that's probably why. When celebrities die, everybody tells you, you know, how, you don't know it was drugs. I mean, you don't know. Okay. And I always say, yeah, I do know. Okay. Yes, I do know. And there's something about when a celebrity dies on an overdose where we're not supposed to be mean about it or we're not supposed to have an opinion on it. You know, you don't understand their struggle. I don't care about their struggle. It's my job to tell you what happened. And I remember when Carrie Fisher died. And I had said this woman's had a history of drug and alcohol abuse problems where she did a one woman show where the whole thing was about how she turned into a drug addict. And I said, you watch, this will be all drugs and people murdered me online. You're insensitive. You're awful. I thought you were a real Star Wars fan. Well, I was and I am. But the movies came out when I was a kid, and I'm an adult now, and I don't have to like, I don't have to cherish Carrie Fisher. Well, they're still coming out on a regular basis, and you're camping out for them, so I, I don't know. Now, the coroner, it should be important to point this out. The coroner's report listed sleep apnea as the primary uh, cause of death, with the drug intake as a contributing factor to that sleep apnea. Okay. Yes. According to the report, Fisher may have ingested the cocaine as early as three days before the flight. Based on the available toxicology information, let me see here. Cocaine, heroin, and ecstasy. It's a hell of a threesome right there. I believe that this is, is this what they call... I hope I'm not wrong about this, but upper and downer combined like that, heroin and the cocaine, that's what the kids call candy flipping, right? That's what that was when that was hot for like five years. And that's kind of how Heath Ledger had died, I had heard, is he was trying, they were saying he, he had tried to candy flip. Well, I think plenty of... Um, Check your kids' text messages. Plenty of drug addicts, you know, you spend all day up, 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 up. Now give me something to come down, 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 down. You actually have to come down. And, and a yeah. lot of these drugs have a shelf life in your system, and you start waking up and then taking something. You don't realize the stuff you took before you went to bed still there, and that's how a lot of times people die. But I remember I was like, yeah, dude, she totally OD'd. And everybody, like, jumped on top of me. How dare you? How dare I be accurate? <laughs> how dare I know what I'm talking about? Well, you know, I... I, I 
obviously, I mean, you throw those three drugs together and you've got a pretty deadly cocktail right there. Any of those drugs alone is going to be enough to do You could die on heroin. You could die on cocaine, for sure. Uh, Dude, you could die on ecstasy, dude. If you take too much ecstasy and you've got a bunk heart, if you've got pre-existing health conditions, dude, that can easily kill you. Yeah, your heart will pound right out of your chest. Um, But that's the thing, is that I would assume that... You know, anybody doing these drugs is an issue, but then you throw a, what, 60-plus-year-old 60, 60 woman? Be, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, your body starts to, like, deteriorate a little bit there, and if you're over the age of, I don't know, 30, and you're doing drugs like that on a regular basis and, like, really living that lifestyle... He meant 45. Of course that's going to catch up with you. Dude. In addition to the illegal drugs, Fisher was also taking Prozac, Abilify, and... Uh, Good God. Is it Lamisadil? I, I, I don't... I've. I don't sure, know that one. Dude. Sorry, I don't know that one. That was a probably buy two get one free special on that one. She was taking those under prescription. She was also taking ox. She was also taking oxycodone without a prescription. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you're taking all the drugs then. <laughs> Literally, the only thing that wasn't listed was marijuana. That was like the only thing that wasn't in her system. Keeping with the celebrity drug addict theme. Yeah. Tiger Woods now saying he's okay. receiving professional help to deal with medication used for back pain and sleep issues. The 14-time major champion who is recovering from an April 19th back surgery and on May 29th was arrested, you'll remember, for DUI charges. He took to Twitter Monday to make the announcement. I'm currently receiving professional help to manage my medications and the ways that I deal with back pain and a sleep disorder. I want to thank everyone for the amazing outpouring of support and understanding, especially the fans and players on tour. It's just so funny how... The denial. Well, I mean, yes. And what are you going to say? I mean, are you going to come out and say, yo, I'm a drug addict and I need help? I think in 2017 you could. I think you could come out and say, look, I had, I started taking these things throughout my career because of injury, but it's become a necessity for me, and I need to address that. I think you could do that now. I don't think it's the death sentence to your career it once was. No, no, certainly not. It's just it's just always funny to me how when it comes to pharmaceutical drugs, it's very like, oh, well, I'm seeking help for this and this, and it's never like, oh, dude, look at you, you drug addict, where, you know, Carrie Fisher being treated one way, Tiger Woods being treated another. And again, I was harsh on Tiger Woods when that thing happened, I, I and, and, I, and I refused to defend him when it happened, and I know everybody thought I would because he was a golfer, but I was like, no, you're a drug addict. Stop taking the drugs. Stop driving around on drugs. Stop doing it. What are you doing? You got to stop doing that. And people are like, well, you know, he had an operation. He didn't know. Tiger's been having operations since the 90s. He's had his knees worked on forever. I know exactly how many times Tiger Woods has been underneath the knife. He's had plenty of opportunity to get this figured out. Every time you get a bottle of pills from the pharmacy, it says on there, do not operate heavy machinery under the influence of this medication. It also tells you every six hours take this or every four hours take this. And was he doing that? No, he was crushing them up and snorting them. You got a responsibility to to know what is going on with your body and your health. And it's totally on him in in that DUI. I I remember when the Tiger thing happened. It's like, blame the dog. Doctor, blame the doctor. No, I'm not excusing entitled celebrity behavior because a doctor gave them the drugs. I, I think both things can exist there. If a doctor is just a fill, uh, just a fill, you know, pusher or pill 
pill pusher if he's just out there like, oh, hey, yeah, you need medications. But that doesn't mean Tiger Woods doesn't have responsibility. You're right. There's there's a chance that that was part of it. But demonizing the doctor and letting the celebrity off the hook because you liked Star Wars or because you liked Tiger can make Eagle from anywhere is idiotic. You have to start holding the addict responsible for their decision-making. Otherwise, the decision-making will never change. We'll get you hooked up with those A Perfect Circle tickets. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wacom Auto Family. If you listen to the show, I just bought my Honda Accord through Wacom, and I love my new car. And right now, Wacom Honda is offering you an amazing deal on the 2017 Honda Accord. You can lease a 2017 Honda Accord through Wacom Honda right now with zero money down and just $199 per month. I'm talking, again, zero money down and $199 per month on a lease on a brand new 2017 Honda Accord. What I love about my Accord is all the cool features it came with. That rear view backup camera is amazing makes parking in tight spots so much easier and i love the bluetooth compatibility i just sync my iphone to the dash and i can stream iHeartRadio through it answer all my calls everything done hands-free don't have to compromise my driving at all if you're car shopping let's start online at wakeham.com or in person on the wakeham auto mile at west tuscan lincoln way between canton and massel and head up to wakeham honda do what i did on the honda accord save the wakeham way 069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 1069. You know, one of the things I never thought in my entire that I would do in my entire career is come out of Billy Squire and pass out a perfect circle ticket. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought I never thought I'd do that. Strange times we live in. But we do have a perfect circle tickets, and we will pass those out here shortly. 1 800 243 765, the number you'll need. So there's a weird story coming out of Milwaukee. Where a group of neighbors, three of them, said they watched as a nearby, uh, from like across the street or maybe uh, beside the house or whatever, as a woman broke out a window of somebody's home, grabbed what appeared to be a gas can from the garage and started pouring the liquid through the window. She turns then to the people watching her and she asks them, quote, one of y'all got a lighter? And their response is, no, we can't help you with a lighter. She then lit the fluid on fire, lit the house on fire, and a 72-year-old man died inside the house. Willie Greer died in the fire. Milwaukee police investigating this as a homicide and arson. Of course. As the fire spreads, the video shows the woman jumping through the window to escape the flames. And then a group of young men attempted to kick in the door to help the people trapped inside, but smoke pushed uh, them away. They weren't able to, you know, kind of get through there. And uh, one of the bystanders said, we all ran over there, tried to kick in the door, but all the smoke, nothing we could really do at that moment. And what relatives are saying is that the woman got into a fight with her boyfriend, which is what provoked this whole incident. But her boyfriend lived at the house, but was not there at the time of the fire. And uh, as the as I'm reading this and when this was posted, they were still looking for her. But you can see her. I mean, she's on like a like on a step stool, breaking the window out, and it looks like she pours like the gasoline on what would have been like the curtain or whatever, and like through the house there. I wonder. 
was this her trying to murder her ex-boyfriend? Sounds like it. Or was this, I know he's gone. I don't think anyone else is in the house. I'm just trying to burn this house down. And, oh, my God, there's a 74-year-old dude in there. Yeah, that's. I guess it's possible that she thought, since he's not home, maybe the house is empty. Although, if your boyfriend lives there, wouldn't you know that there was a 72-year-old man living in the house and that chances are he's probably not getting around a whole lot? Um, yeah, you'd think so, but I could definitely see that, you know, being the truth without necessarily her adding that up together. You know what I mean? Like, eh, maybe she thought he had him with her or he had him with him or, you know, maybe this is just his uncle who came in, you know, last weekend or whatever. But. Yeah. I mean, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. We know that. And so it could have just been, dude, when matters of the heart get involved, people just do things they wouldn't normally do. We make fun of people all the time with the memes when they get hurt. You know what I mean? And we we kind of joke about those stuff because all it does is scream that your boyfriend or girlfriend slept with your best friend. That's all it does. And I and so like that's matters of the heart making you do something you wouldn't normally do. Now, are you going to let your ex-boyfriend's house on fire? Probably not. Shouldn't. I wouldn't. But I when when the heart gets messed with, man, people just become who they're not. And I think it's probably more likely than that. Like, she didn't even think about it at all. She just said, you know what? I'm hurt. He'll be hurt. Let's go. I'm lighting this bitch on fire. I think that's what happened. And I got to tell you, as a guy that's not in a relationship, Mm -hmm. I read this stuff for my job, and I pay attention, and all it does is make me not want to sleep with people. That's all it does. It's like, because people are, and I don't know, I, I don't know if it's that people are getting crazier than we've ever been. I just think we hear more about stuff than we ever did. Yeah. I was never going to hear this story coming out of Milwaukee, but I got to tell you, it's like you see this stuff and how people handle themselves now, and it's just like, I want no part of this. Yeah, I mean, you think you know somebody or you have at least enough knowledge of somebody to be like, well, they're at least, they're not going to burn my house down. You don't know. You have no idea if that's know. true or not. Most people hide who they really are. They say that the first year and a half of a relationship is everybody being on guard. They say you don't even really know the person you're dating until the second year. Because then you start letting your guard down. You start becoming more and more who you are. You're not necessarily on the interview type stuff anymore. But who's got that time? Who's got that kind of time to invest two years into somebody before I figure out who you are? I... Just, I don't understand why people can't just walk away from one another. Yeah, I understand being hurt. I understand the like seven ugh, it sucks. billion people on the planet. Yeah, but you're right, you're going to either a find somebody else or b live the rest of your life alone. But it's better than living the rest of your life in prison, right? There's literally no woman I've ever been involved with, and a few of them I've, I've loved tremendously, but no woman I was ever involved with. That I thought to myself, revenge would be worth me sitting in jail. None. And I have dated some of the most frustrating women alive. As a matter of fact, two girlfriends ago, there's no woman on the planet more frustrating than that woman. Trust me. I've looked high and low. Nobody's more frustrating than her. And I would have never done anything that would have put me in jail. You gotta like, you gotta peel back and guys and women both. You gotta just be careful before you put crazy in your bed because this is what happens.
What's the worst, dude? A woman, what's the worst thing a woman ever did to you? Threw a rock through my window. Oh yeah, that was that threesome that went bad, right? Uh, a botched threesome attempt. But dude, I mean, at least I'm not dying in that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's, that's why it's crazy. But it's not like, oh my god, I'm going to murder this person. I mean, once you get into like, I'm going to murder somebody, I'm going to commit arson, I'm going to burn down the house. I had a girl grab a knife out of the knife block in my kitchen once, and I don't think she was gonna kill me. I think she just wanted to like kind of scare me with her crazy, but like pretty scary. Like we had the sex there, and then I like I took a shower and I got out, and she was like sitting Indians or sorry crisscross applesauce on on, on the bed, and she was like kind of like rocking back and forth, and you know it's like oh yeah she's all hopped up on like she's mad about something, and she just started in on that I can't believe I let you do this to me again and blah 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 and you have commitment issues and the whole thing and next thing I know we're arguing and I heard the knife come out of the knife block and I thought to myself oh no like <laughs> this this might be it and I ended up having to like wrestle her and then we called 911 the cops showed up I mean dude it was a whole this is when I lived in Lakewood it was like a whole ordeal and there I was in my driveway in the back of a police cruiser trying to explain my innocence I was like guys she had the knife in her hand when you showed up here what am I doing in the car but that's their job they gotta do that but you gotta be careful that's why I'm saying dude like did I try not to I try not to deal with crazy anymore and I feel like people who are nuts like that, they'll show you early on. It's just we sometimes we excuse things away because it's like, she's pretty. Well, I mean, she's paying attention to me like, oh, my gosh, like there's somebody here. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you get in that desperate. I need somebody. I want somebody. And you, you don't care if they're crazy, or at least until they really show they're crazy. Just lit that. Y'all got a lighter? Like, as if somebody next door is going to help you commit arson. Right. Like, it, uh, yeah. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I need to pull this email up as we're going to pass out. These are perfect circle tickets. You know what? I don't have it. Yes, I do. There Here it is. is. There, there it is. There it is. This show is November the 18th at the Wolstein Center up there at CSU. Tickets do not go on sale until June the 23rd. These are win them before you can buy them. Tickets beat the box office is what they're called. It is. We'll take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on the Perfect Circle tickets and more Sansbury Show next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Got to congratulate Jason Comstock who won himself a Perfect Circle tickets for their show uh, a little later this year, November. Wolstein Center. He got hooked up. We'll have another pair tomorrow. And still to come during the 9 o'clock hour for New Tour Tuesday is a pair of Demolition Derby tickets, as that is this weekend, Star County Fairgrounds. Yeah, if you don't have plans, I don't know what else you'd be doing, dude. Go watch some cars get smashed up. Yeah, that'd be a good day. It would be a good day. It'd be great. I mean, dude, you're driving down 77. You see it happening anyway. You might as well see it in, like, a live, like, cars going at each other. it's supposed to happen. Right. The driving, the distracted driving, no it's, good. It's just not good. No it's just good. leading to some terrible stuff. Um, you know what has helped me with distracted driving? Um, since I've started driving for Uber, um, I have a phone like holder, yeah, yeah, like a dock, and just having it in that dock keeps my hands away from it at all from times. touching it. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's just like, oh, I'll just put it there, and I'm much less likely to look at it or have any, you know any sort of uh, you know distraction there. Yeah, if you didn't know, Fantoad is uh, a can't do a Uber driver. Yeah, I uh, yeah, because 
Dude, if I was in the backseat of an Uber and the guy was like texting and driving, I'd be terrified. No, I'm very much on my P's and Q's. Like I do the best I possibly he can. You want to be driving. rated well. Um, yeah, I've, I've you know nothing but five stars hitting me so far. I got six five star ratings, so you're both pretty happy about that. How do you rate people? Um, usually, if it's either I give you five stars or none, and because I want you to give me five stars, so sure. like if you're a decent person and I have somewhat of a you know a pleasant experience with you, you're five stars. If I don't like you or I felt like you weren't worthy of five, I don't even give you any. My favorite Uber driver down here so far has been uh has been and he told me to say this. Okay. He was like, just call me Black Dave. Black Dave. And I I was oh. like, okay. I, uh, so right. like that was I, I believe that's and that was him. Like that wasn't me. But uh he is one of the best Uber drivers I've ever had anywhere. That guy was amazing. They they give you a every day you drive, they give you like a like a report card kind of oh. and how many smooth starts and smooth stops you had. Like if you're slamming on your brakes all Jeez. the time, they'll tell you, like, yo, dude, you got to stop doing that. And, dude, your boy's gotten a safety award every time he's gone out there. So, <laughs> a pat on the back right there. The stuff you're proud of yeah, versus the stuff the you're not. Yeah, dude, uh, job number four right there. Maybe I should stop being so proud of all that <laughs> when I have to fill out four tax forms every year. But, hey, whatever. Have you been paid? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a weekly thing. So they pay every week. Yeah, they pay every week. And, uh, yeah, it, it's like direct deposit like anything else. Have you noticed that it's been worth the gas? money so far. Yeah, I mean, I've only filled up, I feel like I've probably used maybe an extra half of a tank of gas, oh, maybe, three, maybe three quarters of a tank of gas, but I mean, make a hundred bucks and you got to put in, you know, 15 bucks out of gas yeah, there. It's still like, not eh. bad. I mean, it's 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 worth the time so far. And that's the thing is like, if I decide it's not, well, I'm Again, it's not a life. schedule. Like right. you don't have to do it. So yeah, I, I can see it. How long did it take you to get like approved? Um, probably a week, maybe a little bit more. By the so time you went I to Uber.com right. to fill it out, right? right? And then you have to download like a driver's app. It's not right. the same app that like riders use. No, you have your own separate driver's app and you have to fill out, you know, like tax information or whatever. And, and, and you also have to fill out like a background thing where they check your background to make sure that you're not like a convicted sex offender or anything like that. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, and so you can get into my car safely, people. Um, in about a week, so I mean, maybe a little bit more, but it didn't take that long. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did you well, did you have to go get your car like examined and checked out? Nope. They just uh, they make just, and model. They make model year VIN, VIN number. I mean, I had to tell them which car was specifically mine because it's ten years or newer, right? Yeah, I believe you can have a car that's ten years up to ten years old there. Interesting. Uh, yellow, uh, yellow wheel spinning over there. Stansberry thinking about. I don't it. know. I, I like. I, I just said to Fantone during the break. I said I wasn't going to golf today. Yeah. Because well, honestly, it was awful yesterday. Like to the point where I'm like, you know what? Maybe we're just done. Maybe the game was that bad. Maybe we're just going to hang it. Maybe we're just going to hang it up. Jeez, dude, like, I, like, dude, it come back this last weekend. Now back to being. I mean, dude, like I had never played before yesterday. And it was like, you know what? May, and I had a lot on my mind, and maybe that was it. But it, there was a little bit where it's like, dude, maybe I'm just done with this. And then, so I was, thought to myself, like, what am I going to do all day? Like, we don't start prepping the show for the next day till about five o'clock because yeah, you really you can. can't. You have to let the days, like, you kind of let the, yeah, the you news let the of the day develop. Up. I mean, if 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 you, you you just plan the show right after we walk out at ten o'clock, that's being irresponsible. Well, we're not talking about we're not talking about anything that happened with the Cavs. We're right. not talking about anything that happened in the news. We're just like you know, if it was good enough at ten o five, we would have already talked about exactly. it. exactly. So uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you know, you kind of have to fill the day, and you know, I mean. 
mean, no matter if you're dating somebody or not, this and that, like they're at work. It's like it's it, so it's like it's like staying home from school, right? Sick, thinking it's going to be the greatest day of your life, but then you realize all your friends are in school, right? And by the third time you masturbate, it's like, all right, well, I have to do something else now. Well, you got to set your bar higher there. <laughs> I, uh, I, this story out of Anchorage, Alaska, where a Father's Day mountain trail race that I guess they have every year took a very tragic turn as a 16 year old. Happened to be one of the dozens of teens competing in the one and a half mile race through the heavily wooded terrain of Bird Creek Trail. This is in Anchorage, Alaska. And while running, he got separated from the group and ended up sending a text to his mom, which I thought that was weird that the runners were taking their cell phones with them. But I guess you're in nature and it's got a camera on it and that whole thing. And tons of um, like running gear has like a, a phone oh, you know, iPod you. Yeah. wearing yeah, yeah, yeah wearing yeah. the headphones. Yeah, geez, look at me uh, <laughs> showing you how much Stansberry runs there <laughs> to the door when the doorbell. <laughs> when I know the pizza's there, he sent a text to his mom. This teen did as he was running in this race, saying that he was being chased by a bear. At the bottom of the trail, another team came sprinting towards the officials of the race, saying he saw a bear circling the boy in thick brush. Nobody has any weapons, so which is weird in Alaska. So a group of runners and spectators raced back up to the trail to try to save him. But by the time they found him, it was too late. A witness account says, I heard something above me and thought maybe that was him. The, the bear came by me. About 10 feet away, and then I saw him, no motion, he looked awful. Talking about the victim there. He says, we're praying for the family. Multiple agencies showed up on scene, and they had to airlift the teen's body out. How terrible would that be for the mom who was in this race, getting a text message from her son saying he was being chased by a bear? You'd probably read it and be like, oh, dude, Derek, he's such a liar. What a little piece of crap. You're not getting chased by a bear. You you doubt that for sure right out of the gate. Yeah, I think I probably would. Not only that, but like, could I make the argument that stopping to make the text messages is what got you mauled by the bear? Um, Was he still running and texting? And texting? Running and texting. Do you think you could run and text accurately? If I was, I mean, obviously this kid's a runner. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he probably runs or texts on his runs all the time. Um, what? I don't see how that works. Um, well, <laughs> you also didn't see how you'd have your phone with you out on the run. Fair. So, That's um, fair. I, 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 uh, I mean, obviously, dude, you're in the Alaskan wilderness. A bear is a very real possibility there. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I wonder why you'd send that text, though. I guess you didn't know what else to do. But, like, call. Like, that's one button, and you press it, and you're calling somebody. You're sending a text. Like, what did you expect your mom to do? I mean, did, I mean, it just goes to show you. People don't call for anything anymore. <laughs> it's just send a text. You're absolutely right. That's crazy. Have you ever come like really close to like wildlife like that and been like and not, had an issue like that n- not a bear i mean i uh, you know luckily walking around in northeast ohio i have <laughs> i have not faced up with uh with a grizzly or anything oh see when i lived in oregon you had to deal with this all the time like dude there was a bear i lived in grants pass and there was a bear that would come down into the city like three times a month and would just like walk through the city and like people it happened so often people stopped talking about it it was just like a thing that happened. Oh, yeah, the bear's back. It was just like a thing that happened. And the bar I owned was like on the outskirts of like the town. And so you'd, you'd, it was very wooded. 
and there was a night where we were walking out with the bank bag, my brother and I, and we saw something standing in the street, and it wasn't until we got closer to it where we realized it was like a pack of mountain lions. There was like four of them, and my brother was like, back away very slowly as if I have another speed, and he was like, "Just I'm telling you, if you run, this thing's going to chase you down and eat you, and I, dude, I, was a, I was terrified of that state from that moment on. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's bears in Ohio, but luckily, that's one of the good parts about living in this part of the country. Not too many animals that are going to eat your ass here. Not that many. You'd have to go looking for them, but yeah, you start getting up into like Alaska, Idaho, Oregon, those kind of places where wildlife's huge, and you can run into stuff all the time i would have i would want to go to alaska i would have no interest in living there no dude it's like seven to one guys the chicks it's a huge problem what's the canton ratio because it feels seven to one here (laughs) i don't know what it is but it feels like it's seven to one for sure probably not as bad as anchorage new turd tuesday starts next on the sansbury show also smash them up demolition derby tickets on the way next hang on Start New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. We'll play you some new Calvin Harris, new Judah and the Lion, and new Aaron Lewis. And in this hour, we'll also get you hooked up with a pair of Smash 'em Up Demolition Derby tickets as that comes to the Stark County Fairgrounds. That is this Saturday evening. Should make you uh, aware of this is also on Thursday is Rhythm and Brews at the Canton Cultural Center. I'll be out there from 6 to 8 that evening. So stop on out for that. I'm looking forward to that one. Beer and food, good music. That's right up my alley. Love it. We're going to start this week's episode with Calvin Harris featuring Katy Perry and a few others. And the name of the song is called Feels. It's got Pharrell on this and Big Sean as well. Oh, I like Big Sean. Um, do I know Calvin Harris? What was like? What is something else Calvin Harris has done? Um, that song "When I Met You in the Summer" was kind of big. Um, he used to be Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Uh, Everybody used to be Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah, the "I Need Your Love" is a song that you'd probably know if you heard it. Okay, um, he's got songs, but he's one of those. He's like a DJ, so like he's usually not the voice that oh, you know. Okay, yeah. all right, that's why I don't know Calvin. Okay. been one of the bigger DJs in the past I don't know, a couple of years. I was going to say, I've heard the name, I've just never been able to associate anything to it. another dude who's a million songs that he's produced or put together or been a part of that you don't necessarily know he had anything right. to do No, with. he is talented. There's no doubt. I just find him to be a little annoying.
going on in this song. None of it good. What's funny about songs like this for me is that if this if this got dropped off at a record label by an artist nobody ever heard of, the record label would be smart enough to say no. Absolutely not. There's nothing in it. That's it's not a hit record. But you put a couple of big names on it, and people are afraid to say no to power. Um, I think star power counts for something, especially in the world of popular music, where it's just like, oh, I, I kind of know that voice, and it's a beat that I'm not, uh, you know, uh, vehemently opposed to. It, just having that sense of like, oh, it's Katy Perry. I think a lot of people who, lends legitimacy to it. I think a lot of people who who are fans of that style of music, that's kind of all they need. I would agree that there there is something about a name about name recognition that lends legitimacy that makes something legitimate. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. We're currently doing it. My name lend made this a legitimate thing. Like, oh, we're hiring that guy and people paid attention. Like, oh, okay, we know that guy. And so that can happen, but I think the song needed to be better than what this is. Don't be afraid to catch the feels, Stansberry. I would love to. I just gotta find somebody interesting first. Gotta find Katy Perry, huh? Yeah, Katy Perry could get it. Although long, black-haired Katy Perry could get it. I know you love to make an entrance. Do you like getting paid That's or getting paid attention? Right? You yes. mix the wrong guys with the right intentions. I in like the same him. bed, but it's still for long distance. Yeah, You're looking yeah. for a little more consistency. I but know. when you stop looking, you're going to find what's meant to be. And honestly, and so far, I'm he's the highlight of this. I cut off all my exes for your ex and O's. I feel my old flings was just preparing me. me. When I say I want you, say it back, parakeet. Fly your first class through the air, Airbnb. I'm the best you had. You just be comparing me to me. I'm going to add this at you. If I put you on my phone, and uploaded it and get maximum views. I came through in the clutch more than lipsticks and phones. What your faith could love. Listener saying it's trying too hard to recreate blurred lines or get lucky. And maybe that's why I don't like it because I hated both those. I'm so happy that guy's run is over. For what you have Katy Perry doing in this song, too, you should have just got somebody cheaper. Well, if you know it's a crap song and you're like, well, maybe Katy Perry will add the some name. legitimacy. Yeah. Um, this is bad. <laughs> you, can just, you can just feel that 80s influence all over it. Yeah, that's been really popular. Again, I've been talking about Big Boy's new album, uh, Boomiverse, all morning. And honestly, that's riddled with 80s sound. And I think Phantom will like it because it's also riddled with weird sex things 
in there. Like he, like the one time he just says, you know why when you went to your grandma's house and she had that plastic on the couch? It's because your grandma was a squirter. And I was like, wow. Jeez. Like, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, dude, that was a little intense there. That's new Calvin Harris featuring Katy Perry, Pharrell, and Big Sean. The song is called Feels Fans. Don't give me the vote. It's a turn. Um, uh, Katy Perry, boy, oh boy, just swinging and missing and swinging and missing and swinging and missing. I, 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 I'd like to think that, you know, she's going to be able to pull a hit out sooner or later, but that song's certainly not it. Um, interesting to note, Katy Perry um, and obviously Taylor Swift had their beef that Calvin Harris, you know, Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend right there. Um, I don't know. Maybe that was, uh, you know, that last song Katy Perry put out was an F you to Taylor Swift. Swift right. I, I, who knows? Maybe she's banging Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend now. Doing whatever she can to try to get on Taylor's level and can't do it. I mean, uh, say what you want. I, I know it's, we're a little removed now from 1989, but that was better than anything Katy Perry's done, at least recently. And she does seem to be a little obsessed with Miss Taylor Swift. That's a, that She seems to not be able to let that go. But that song was a major turd. It's a turd. I don't know this this artist. It's Judah and the Lion? Correct. I don't know this artist. Um, The music genre I, that, I, that I read about them is folk hop. So it'll... Oh, good uh, God. You know, yeah. It'll be something here. So we'll give you that. And to make up for it, the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby tickets also happen next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. New Calvin Harris featuring Katy Perry and uh, Big Sean and Pharrell also on that. And we both voted that song was a turd because it wasn't any good. Fantone found this yesterday, and I haven't heard it yet. But Judah and the Lion is the name of this group? Yeah, it's one of those bands I've seen on like a million different like... It sounds like Mumford and Sons. Hey, this fat... Oh, well, dude, if it sounds <laughs> like it already... The stand-up bass and we got bow ties on! Oh, they do. They look like they're uh, Civil War veterans and yeah, like... No, they're, yeah. it's, it's definitely one of those bands. I've seen them, you Pretending know, to like PBR because that's what's cool now. On, on a million different like concert posters, but I'd never like listened to them. And then I heard their song over the weekend on the radio... And I decided to bring it in for New Third Tuesday. Oh, my God. Are you ready for some suspender rock? So it's full cop is what this is? That's how I read it online. I was like, oh, well, we'll do a little investigation. Full cop is how they describe it. So am I to believe that this is going to be a little hip-hop-y? It's definitely got influence in it. I don't know if you would listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, that's a rap song. All right. uh, So the artist is Judah and the Lion. The song is Take It All Back. Watch me love it. Can't decide. Feel I'm well on my way to my dreams coming true And I'm getting to do it with you I feel like I, feel like I can already make up my mind It feels so nice when the people sing along They're singing along with the banjo That's weird but not bad It's got what you. It's got the one thing you need: an easy, chantable chorus you can sing in the car. Take it all back, take it all 
day we might have a big house with nice cars and fancy clothes and a wife with a big old diamond ring. God, the verses are terrible. Because the people, they're dancing along, they're dancing along to the mando. It's some sort of hip-hop beat. Looks not bad. Yeah, and I mean you're right. That's what you need is if you want to hit record is a hit hook. Be able to, to be able to easily by the by the second time you hear the chorus, do you already have it memorized and able to sing it? Usually equals hit record. Obviously a relatable song too. I think vast majority of people have that person in their past. Oh, where for sure. Like I know, wish I could take back what I said to you, so you'd come back to my life for right. sure. I got a hundred of those. I guess they're already playing this on hip-hop stations. On hip-hop stations, I'm surprised. Yeah, well, I'm shocked by that. I heard it on Akron's college station, that Z88. So, like, that's not a hip-hop station, though. That's, like, a, a hit station. They'll lean that way a little bit. It's not a true-to-the-heart hip-hop. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is probably right in that middle of of uh, the Lumineers and all those stupid Mumford & Sons and, like, but also... Arctic Monkeys but, and all that stuff, but yeah. also has a little bit of that pop sound to it that like you know hip-hop sound to it where it makes it a little bit more digestible for a wkdd audience i now know why you can't make up your mind because i love the hook but the rest of it i hate Playing the washboard with a spoon. Not wearing shoes up on stage. Bolo ties all over the place. You're going to start to see more hip-hop infused into all musical styles because younger people make most of the music. And most of these younger people grew up with more and more hip-hop in their lives. Uh, Yeah, and I mean, obviously, the intimidation of rap music isn't nearly as what it once was, where like NWA was like, oh my gosh, African-Americans with attitudes? I don't know if I can do that. And legitimately had attitudes, and we're telling you to F the police and all this other stuff, where now dudes are just rhyming about stuff. And so you're right, all the fear's out. No idea what this band looks like, but I know exactly what they look like. Oh, he's got a bow tie on, uh, dude, and a monocle, and a monocle, and a bow tie, and dude, suspenders. What the, what the hell? Probably a denim shirt. Looking like Mr. Peanut up there. Dude. Rope for a belt. <laughs> Playing the county fair. Stand up bass. The song's all chorus though. Like there's nothing else to it. Like at some point, make a song. I gotta tell you, as a music director, I may have missed this one. 
Like, I, I, I think I would have been looking at, and this used to be my job, was to go to lunch with the record label, listen to the record, and go, no, we're not putting that on the radio. And uh, and I missed that job dearly. But it, I, I may have missed this record just because I would have been like, dude, yeah, the chorus is good, but it's all it is. Like, there's nothing else to it. Definitely wouldn't have fit the rock station that I was doing that job for. Um, Fanto, give me your vote, buddy. Not a turd. It, it, it's it's a weird song. It's but it's it, it's post that Lumineers world. Like you can have a mandolin in your song, and there's something about it that That's white true. people are gonna react to. And like, oh my gosh, it sounds like Mumford and Sons. Remember them from three years ago? Oh my gosh, I love that band. So like, I think they're right at the right place where they need to be. That's a great chorus. Yeah, dude, the verses are both a little bonk, but like nobody cares about that. You know what I mean? Like when when radio stations do music testing, what do they test? The chorus. The chorus. And the hook. You, you know it. And you're gonna turn it up, and it's a, I think a two and a half, or it's a just over three minute long song. Like, dude, that that sounds like a summer hit to me. I will admit that that will be a big summer hit, and so for that, I have to call it not a turd, but I don't like it. Not a turd. So that's where I'm at. That song will be a big hit record all over. That'll be coming out of car radios all summer long. How many girls are going to have that as their Facebook status? And I take it all back just to have you. Well, maybe you shouldn't have banked my best friend. You know, maybe that's what shouldn't have happened. Go there. down on three less dudes a month, <laughs> ladies, and you'd still have us. How about that? Aaron Lewis and the Smash em Up Demolition Derby tickets next on the Sansbury Show. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Able to do what I'm doing now, which is like the country music type thing. And I guess he is from like the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts, where it's like a, a, a little country up there. And um, this new song is called Folded Flag. And I would assume this is about soldiers, right? I don't know what other folded flag we'd be singing about, right? I, I would assume that's what this is. I know when my dad died, a Vietnam veteran, you know, um, members of uh, you know the armed services showed up and folded the flag at the at the uh, at the funeral, and they do that whole thing. So I'm assuming that's what this is about. I'm a little concerned, and obviously, you know, a dead soldier is nothing to be joked about or anything like that. But I'm a little concerned that this song is going to be terrible, and I'm not going to be able to say anything about it because it's going to turn into "You hate the troops." So maybe it's awesome and we won't have to say anything bad about it. Um, I understand your concern there because people halfway listen to the radio yeah. and they think that they hear things all the time. We actually dealt with this a little or what was it late last week where a uh, where somebody hiding under a fake name on Twitter thought that he heard something on another program came after me for it and he ended up getting proved wrong. And sure enough, he hasn't opened his mouth since. And so people do kind of half listen. So I, I get your fear here. Let's listen to new Aaron Lewis. This is Folded Flag. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is definitely Fallen Soldier song. I would think. I mean, listen to those opening notes, dude. I see you. You were shining like a diamond in that dress. But, but we that's were weird. We young and love and reckless. We were just two kids. When I went and signed my. Okay, he's singing it from the perspective of the soldier. Okay. Talking about his love there. Wait, I'm still confused. What's he doing? He's he's singing a song to like the woman he's leaving behind to go serve. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Now here I am. 
Just a few months later coming home to you I'm flying with my brothers Yeah, we fought real hard We're all packed up and headed home And if you're reading this There'll come a time real soon Family, friends, and flowers fill the room And two men with starch white gloves Fold the colors till they touch It's probably more than I deserve But I'm proud to get this much Sending all the love I ever had Inside this folded flag Is it possible for me to like the sentiment, but not like how it's being delivered? I would say yes. I think other people are going to call you a libtard ISIS supporter. So Jesus I, 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 God, I hope not. Now look at you. But now you drove him to the doorstep of what to think of me, jerk. And this is making it too easy, but it's a lot like when you sneeze and somebody says, God bless you. I'm not a believer, but I don't get angry. Don't bring God. I don't get angry about it because the sentiment is you wishing me well on some level. So I, I, so I, I take the sentiment for what it is. I don't get caught up in the messaging. And I feel like this song is very much the same thing for me, which is like, I get the sentiment and I like it, but the messaging isn't necessarily for me. Aaron Lewis has been very um, anti-bro country. Yeah, he has. He's been one of the vocal critics of it. So he has. I'm sure this is his getting back to country's real roots. Well, here's what I'll tell him. So far, American Soldier by Toby Keith is better. So far, it's better. Wish I could be there now to hold you both. And if you're reading this, you're probably about to cry. Running through your head, the questions why. His voice does sound very authentic country to It me. does, yeah. He really does. And I think he's got a pretty good voice. Yeah, I mean, considering considering what Stained was, and he wasn't necessarily a great singer of that band. I think there was cool songs and like... Yeah. But he wasn't a great singer in it. This is definitely more him showing off what he Yeah, did. I think this is more what he was meant to do. I do agree with that. Fold the colors till they touch. More than you know what he needs to do, and honestly, and, and I've kind of floated this idea to people I know in the record industry, you know, he's suffering from not totally capturing an audience, and I think he needs to get together with, like, two or three of those other, like, non-bro country guys, like, get him and Cody Jenks and a couple of those other guys and do, like, a three-star tour and now everybody kind of pulls yeah. their audiences together, and now you shine a bigger light on what it is you're all trying to do. I think you could just help one another there. It's probably more than I deserve, but I'm proud to get this much. I'm sending all the love I ever had inside this folded flag. Did not, did not win me over there. Come. Every time you pass 
starch white gloves Fold the colors till they touch It's probably more than I deserve But I'm proud to get this much I'm sending all the love I ever had Inside this folded flag Have you heard his album? No. Oh, there's songs on it. Songs, but there are songs on it that are really good. Like he has the ability to do this. Yeah, I think we knew Tertuzzi one of his songs. Country before. Boy. Yeah, I thought that one was okay. Yeah, Country Boy if I was okay. Correctly. He's got the ability. He can totally do this. He, he had a song that ain't country. I remember that was yeah. pretty all right. Yeah, that song with Fred Durst outside. That one was a big old hit. That was his first foray into trying to do a little bit more acoustic type uh, type thing and and lend itself to that sound. I would agree. Fanto, give me the vote there on the new Aaron Lewis. I'm gonna go with eh, it's half a turn. Um, and the reason why I'm going to give it half it was definitely not the song for me. To me, it sounded like um, a dude that you know lives in Canton and plays acoustic guitar and got some sort of like viral video going because it's like, hey, he supports the troops. Um, but obviously, the sentiment was there, and I think that's going to take off on country radio. So I, I at least have to call it half. I could not agree with you anymore. I feel like if I heard that that song being played at noon at George's, the way they have music playing at lunch. Yeah. All, and, and it's good enough for that. When you stack Aaron Lewis's name next to it, it's not good enough to to live up to that for me. But I do like his album. I really do. But I would vote half a turd on Folded Flag as well. <laughs> it's half a turd. There it is. We have a pair of tickets for the Smash em Up Demolition Derby. That's this weekend. Stark County Fairgrounds. You want those? Be caller 25 right now. The number you need to dial is 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9 and iHeartRadio. You guys have a fantastic afternoon. 